You got home from the show at a respectable hour for once. Kiddo, Willis H. Wonk simply says that the kitchenware dis- industry is in You're not interested? Uh-uh. Don't you think you ought to be? After all, your husband makes his living in the kitchen. Well, I don't understand about correlating relationships and component elements and trash goodness. How was the banjo? They never went. No. Spent the evening with Leroy Snow. Hello, Gov. I advise you to be careful who you say hello to. <laughs> okay. Mom, Leroy Snow is the happiest individual in the United States of America. That's so? Walking on air, he's so happy. Here's something you can savvy, kiddo. Ah. Uh... Listen. Kitchenware, says Willis H. Wunk, may be compared to a horse up a tree. Horses, of course, do not climb trees. <laughs> oh, he's a witty son of a gun, that Willis H. Wunk. Witty and smart, too. He goes on to say, Kitchenware's fortuitous juxtaposition to the miscellaneous properties that form the matrix of modern trade is tantamount to the accepted theory that numerical percentages of interdenominational tenets of ethical unity are secondary only to fiduciary interests involved in gubernatorial merchandising. Uh, Georgie said a mouthful that trip. Please read to yourself. Don't give a darn about stuff connected with the way your husband brings in a living, huh? No. Hmm? Okay. Mom, you've never seen anybody as happy as Leroy Snow. What's he happy about? He's going to wear glasses and he's going to have a brace put on his teeth. Yeah? Dr. Price, the eyeglasses fell on Washington Street, is already busy making him some spectacles, and next Saturday, Dr. Keevy's going to install the tooth brace. Oh, my. Leroy's walking around on air. He's so delighted. Well, why is he delighted? A nice-looking kid like that having his appearance? That's the point. He's all through being pretty boy. With spectacles and braces, he'll be homely as a horse. He wants to be homely as a horse? Crazy to be homely as a horse. All his life, he's been handsome. Existence has been a burden he's been so handsome. Oh, I doubt if he's that handsome. He's the handsomest individual in this neck of the woods. You gotta admit that. Mm. But now he's all through being a pretty boy, and he's happy as a lark. No more ladies attempting to hug and kiss him. No more aunts and grandmothers petting him. Next week he'll look horrible, and people will leave him alone. Why, by George, I think the human race will be disgusted. (laughs) Pipe down a second, cow bastard. Kiddo, this is rich. (laughs) Listen. Wednesday's Wonk smiled a mischievous little smile and said, I'm glad you asked that question. And I'd like to answer it in the words of President James A. Garfield, who made this statement. If I were an elephant, I wouldn't bother learning to swim if the river I wanted to cross was only three feet deep. Supposed to be a joke? Huh? <laughs> if that's a joke, I don't catch on to what's comical. Well, sure you do. If I were an elephant, I wouldn't bother to learn to swim if the river I wanted to cross was only three feet deep. <laughs> oh, he's a corker, that Willis H. one. Got a mind like a buzzsaw. He goes, I'm just saying. Might possibly be smelly cars. Answer it. Ted and Ruthie wouldn't call this late, would they? Might. I doubt it. Past nine o'clock. Hello? Ah, yes, Leroy. Leroy Snow. What's on your mind, fella? That's so? Yeah? Here's a clever little sentence. I know. Oh, gee, that's well, Leroy. Worst H. Wonk observes Uh that beautiful women are like tropical birds whose gaze... Hey, I can't hear a word Leroy's saying. Oh, big pardon, old friend. Uh, How was that again, fella? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, I'm glad you're so happy. You bet. Sure. Well, nice of you to telephone, Leroy. Okay. See you tomorrow. So long, fella. He's happier still now. Is he? He's going to wear strips of adhesive tape on his ears next week. Strips of adhesive tape? 
strips of adhesive tape to hold his ears back, back against the side of his head. Well, that's what they do to tiny babies. Yeah, I know it. Well, I don't remember if Leroy's ears stuck out to where they needed tape to train him to stay against the side of his head. They don't, but what does he care? He's doing it to keep from being so good-looking. Strips of adhesive tape plastered along an individual's skull goes a long way towards keeping that individual from being good-looking. Mm-hmm. Spectacles on his eyes, braces on his teeth, and strips of adhesive tape plastered along the side of his head. All that ought to keep Leroy Snow out of the pretty boy clamp. All that ought to discourage the ladies from attempting to hug and kiss him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even when he was an infant, his good looks caused him misery. He won about six beautiful baby contests, see? Six beautiful baby contests he won. <laughs> All right. What is it? <laughs> this is rich. Willie S. Wamp say something cute again? Willis H. Wamp. Why did he say that was so cute? <laughs> he was addressed to banquet, see? <laughs> Some wise guy started to heckle him. This wise guy said, Pull in your ears, funny face. Willis H. Wamp... Uh, well, here. Uh, Willis H. Wamp gazed at his tormentor with a cold smile. Finally, he said, Will the gentleman who has just spoken do me a kind favor? With a gentleman who had just spoken, go jump in the lake. <laughs> oh, my. Nailed him that trip, huh? <laughs> the would-be heckler was crestfallen at Mr. Hunk's witty rejoinder and could barely produce a sick grin. A few minutes later, he repaired to the vestibule, donned his wraps, and left the banquet mildly discomforted. Mr. Wonk resumed his speech. Kitchenware, he said, is a complex manifestation of qualities and conditions, none of which can be measured. I would venture to hazard a guess that the binomial theorem of Plato adjusts itself as well as any to the media of arithmetical processes which so aptly combine to give us the scientific paraphernalia oh, mercy. of my... Huh? Have a heart. I should think you'd be glad to pick up a few pointers on your husband's business. Well, I'm not. Okay. Oh, Mom, getting back to Leroy Snow's good looks... He claims a number of ladies that have attempted to hug oh, him. I'm about as tired of Leroy Snow's good looks as I am of Willis H. Wonk's bright sands. Uh, did I mention Willis H. Wonk's got hit by a train once? Uh-uh. That fast passenger train. Huh. Well, here. Uh, the night was dark and stormy, and the lights of the locomotive were dimmed and blurred by heavy fog. Willis H. Wonk, deep in profound reflection, walked along the railroad tracks. Suddenly, he heard the screech of the whistle and no, realized it's probably smelly car. And certainty. Could be Milton Welch. By George, this is odd. Can I have it quiet, please, Gulf? The train come to a stop after it hit Willis H. Wonk, and that son of a gun, Willis H. Wonk, slapped the engineer upside the snoot. Hmm. Hello? Hi, yes, Leroy. Watch out where you're going with that locomotive, you big cheese, he says. Hmm. Really, Leroy? By gosh, that is something. Yes, sir. Oh, boy. You bet. Sure thing. Uh-huh. Well, nice of you to call and tell me, fella. Not at all. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, Leroy. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. He's happier than ever. Huh? He's got permission to have his head shaved. Hmm. Next Monday morning, he'll show up in public wearing adhesive tape on his ears, glasses on his eyes, braces on his teeth, and bald as an eagle on his head. Well, he's completely through with being a pretty boy. His misery is over with. He'll soon be homely as a horse. Mm-hmm. Gloria? Yeah. <laughs> I'm very glad for Leroy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very glad for Leroy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And a dinner given for the sewage disposal workers of Flint, Michigan, Willis H. Wonk made the following statement. 
Concludes another brief interlude at the small house halfway up in the next block. <laughs> <laughs>